Episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Torian B. Today we are joined by the man himself, First Class C, aka LA, is How in the building. Doing, baby? And today we're getting into a very monumental album, guys. This is the sixth studio album from Hove, Jay Z, as you know him, The Blueprint. Very, very monumental album. You know, we, we know the singles that came from this thing. We, we got Izzo, um, Song Cry. Takeover, well, yeah, was Takeover a single? Yeah, no, it wasn't a single. It was, it, it was premiered at, at, it was premiered at Summer Jam. It was, yeah, that's true. So uh, there's a lot of fan lore around this album, of course, with it being produced heavily by Kanye West and Just Blaze. Literally. And Bank, we can't leave Bank. And Bank, shout out to Bank. Um, them literally fighting over placement for this. Hearing the stories about, um, not literally, but the competition was heavy to get placement on this album. Um, I always like hearing about that. Uh, as we go by this marking the 20th anniversary a few days ago for this album, um, it's managed to be to stay in the conversation for its importance. And it's only rising, right, um, in importance on that level and in, in his catalog. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know in 2021, how are we feeling about the blueprint? Okay, I'm, I'll start with you. I'm going to start it off, right? You know, I, I took a lot of notes. I took notes. I like, wrote a lot. And everything. So it's weird. Fifteen year old Torian, thirty-five year old Torian. At fifteen, this that summer was insane. Fuck you. <laughs> so that summer was a a, 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 a a crazy summer because Jay-Z was on like every summer he dropped, you know, a summer banger. Every summer, um, you know, Rockefeller had stuff going on. So it was, you know, Diddy had the all-white party July 4th. So everybody knew about that, right? And then like, they started doing the baseball game every summer. So, like, that, it was just, like, a really big, big, big... He always had... It, it was Jay-Z's name was always in the news and stuff like that, right? So at the time of his album, it was fresh off of him getting charged with stabbing Un. Mm-hmm. And him getting the gun charge, but his I think his security guard wound up taking it, right? So Jay-Z was just like in the news, in the news, in the news, and think about it, he was actually kind of cold at the time. Like, he was getting, like, very bad, like, reviews. So, like, there was, like, one one review where uh, they said that, basically, Jay-Z um, was doing the same thing as Nas, just living off of his, his credibility from when he first came out. Hmm. And this album was supposed to be like Jay's, like you know, um, return to form. So this is why, like they were saying, like this album's a classic because he was so focused and he worked with all new producers. So I say all that to say, my thoughts on the album from when I was 15 till now have changed because I was able to watch Jay Z progress and grow. The different, like now, like let's take an example. If I listen to a Rakim album. I still see Rakim the same way that I saw him in 86, even though he's older or something like that. You know, well, not something like that. Even though he's older, I still look at him as that same Rakim. Jay-Z doesn't even have the same hair. So, and knowing that we got 444, knowing that he's a married man, knowing that he doesn't even perform 
um, 50% of these songs that's from this album on tour, it it gives me a different perspective and it makes me like, it, it, certain, there's so many cringeworthy moments on this album with some of his lyrics. I'm just like, damn, I don't know if I love this album as much as I did when I was 15 years old. And I don't think Jay does either. I think he, you know, I mean, everybody knows I'm a reasonable doubt guy all day. But I think that we're going to discover that the blueprint hasn't aged that well. That it's like a time capsule. That it's not a timeless classic. Okay. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to disagree with me. I see Rob over here giving me the eye, but Sean Corey Carter, if you play that shit in front of Blue, he's going to tell you to turn that shit the fuck off. Interesting. All right, so right off of that point... I want to go into how you feel about it because I had some I had something that I wanted to say to that, but I want you to to share okay. what you're reflecting. So, so as a uh, as someone who enjoys music, right? There's your introduction point to somebody, and then you do your back end research. I think uh, the Blueprint was my introduction to Jay. So I was ten years old, mm-hmm. and the Blueprint came out. So I was able to come home from school, see 106 at Park, and all that stuff, music videos, things of that nature. So I was introduced. To Jay, I think, like, fully understood who he was, like, knew his voice, who he was around this time, right? Cool. When left, I was introduced to Jay when I was 10 years old as well, in 1996. 86, but... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is, you see... Yeah, but my 10 and your 10 was different. Why? It was 2001. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was different. It was yeah, different. my time was 2001. Like, yeah. the world is, you know what I'm saying? It's totally different. You didn't, you know, held the block down and all of that. I did not do that. <laughs> I had a Razor scooter. <laughs> we, we traveled on the block differently. You used it a was, different type it was, of Razor. It was a, very, it was a different time, but we'll exactly. continue. So, um... So yeah, I'm now introduced to music. So you used a different type of music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead. But uh, but uh, so me, I thought. So my my understanding of music was shaped differently, because I think I was now introduced to like radio rap. So I only knew somebody based off how heavy their singles were. I I wasn't. I had to do research on what a B side was. But off the rip, this this blueprint. To me, is what I thought every rap album was supposed to sound like after. So you held this as a standard. Yeah. Okay. That's, I that was that's my good, standard that's album. A, that's a good assessment. At ten years old. That's, no, I think that's actually very. If good. it didn't sound like this after, oh, it was mm-hmm. trash. Or if it was close to it, oh, this is cool. Until I was able to understand like everybody's different. Like now, I'm at the point where I could consume music without getting in trouble. Because you know, I used to sneak and listen to Little Kim's album and shit like that. Because my parents was a jacking that. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, okay, now I can enjoy music for what it was. So that shaped how I gauged music until I got older. Thank God for LimeWire. He was able to like download everybody's catalog just like that. Yeah. Then it was like, okay, now I see why a reasonable doubt is so revered. But to me, I enjoyed Blueprint more because in a sense, I lived with it. Yeah. It's like... Reasonable that I had to do research, so it's like, oh shoot, this was dope, but I didn't get to feel it. Yeah, yeah. This I really got to feel, like really, really feel it. And um, long story short, uh, uh, my mother used to work 
in Times Square. I mean, uh, where the towers were, right? But she was supposed to leave earlier, but I asked her to pick up the CD for me. So she left work. Daisy saved your mother's life. And I don't want to give him. I know we called the nigga whole week. Shout out to God. God. <laughs> but it was like, yo, shout she, out to the God. She left a little bit earlier to pick up the CD for me. <clears throat> so, you know, because of that, she was able to dodge all that mayhem. That happened. That, that, yeah. that so that's, and, that's and why the course, group were kind of like, I really fuck with it. And of course, we'd be remiss, and you just hinted towards it. like, um, And I didn't mention it in the intro, but this did come out on September 11th. Yeah. Um, along with Ghetto Fabulous too. Facts. Um, Ghetto Fabulous dropped that same day. I think he debuted at number three with, with some respectable numbers of his Brian own. Brian Carey dropped Glitter. Glitter dropped that day for the, the soundtrack. Or you know was what was crazy about Fab too? Um, being young, I thought Fab and Tracy McGrady was the same person. <laughs> because of the NBA Live. I, I went up you. I thought Rasheed Wallace and Joe Budden were the same person. I thought so too. Yeah. yeah. So because of NBA Live, 03, Fab was kind of heavy on the on the soundtrack. So I thought Fab and Mac was the same because he I think he used trick, a metaphor. A metaphor. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. So yeah. That was dope. That was dope. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. I was we were there. <laughs> but um but this album, from my understanding, if I remember correctly, it had two or three different release dates. I think it was the 25th at first, September 25th. Mm. Then it got moved up to September 18th. Then it got moved up to September 11th, and that was because of the leaks. Because all the whole leak, all the whole albums up until that point were coming out prematurely. A lot of albums around this time in the early 2000s was coming out prematurely. Like um, I know I had a bootleg of the Dynasty when that came out, mm. so I remember that. And then Blueprint was leaked obviously because you had Takeover on this album. Mm-hmm. Like so, Takeover was like a real heater. Mm-hmm. And I think when it leaked, it didn't have the whole fourth verse on yeah, it. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. It just had, had three. At Summer Jam, he just, he literally um, <clears> just <throat> had the, um, and you know who did, you you know who did, did, did you know what, or whatever, like that bar. So yeah. he had that bar, and like he ended it, but then he added more onto it later on. Yeah, and then he ended it with uh, Axe Nas, he don't want it with Hov, and everybody was like, whoa. So let's, let's just get this out the way. Let's talk about the... The lore of this album. People say that he recorded seven songs in seven days. Um, it is in, it is recognized by con- by the Library of Congress for its arti- artistic brilliance. Um, it was Kanye's coming out party, mm-hmm. right? It has one feature by Eminem that some people say is one of the the greatest features of all time because That's of what me. he did. I say that. To, yeah, me too. Uh, because because he outraps Hope even though he, Hope had the song, like he had the verse, and then he had a chance to like go in and get, and give his best rap, and people feel that M still like outraps him. Yeah, and the, and the song originally had was the five nine on it. Facts. Um, and they you know he got yeah. taken off. Hope said take that and, they, and it got and it got a uh, got Mr. Sean Carter on it. Yeah. Um, but. <clears throat> Was that it for the for the lore that you were mentioning? Oh no! And then the other lore is that you know he pretty much retabbed on all the queens. He did. Yeah, he did. He retabbed on all the queens. Um, shout out to Quincy, and he pretty much said that he pretty much came out and said you know he basically made it uncool to like Nas and and Mob Deep for for a small period of time. Like he came out and made fun. Okay, so this is this is what I wanted to get to. 
this is what Jay Z did to basically like c- come down and say that like he's the man, right? So at this time, you have Nelly, you have Ludacris, you have Outkast, and I'm forgetting some and Eminem, one of the biggest rappers out, right? Mm-hmm. They're all always on TRL. <clears throat> like th- that's how you could like gauge it, right? In my opinion, if, you, if you're a rapper and your music's on TRL, mm-hmm. you're like the creme de la creme, right? And I think like J- Jay even has like a verse where he says, "Only only rappers moving units, me and me pimp and pimp juice. Only only rappers moving units is and pimp juice and us." Mm-hmm. He didn't mention Outkast, but Outkast was also in that category, right? At Summer Jam, he makes fun of Prodigy for loving Michael Jackson and imitating Michael Jackson, calling him Twinkle Toes. There's a little freestyle called him Twinkle Toes. And then has the fucking King of Pop come out at Summer Jam mm. and wave to the crowd. Mm. I think personally that made that that made him the undisputed king of New York. I know some people were like, oh, after Biggie died, I think that he was going for it. Yeah. And he was still like a New York rapper and he was trying to, you know, he had crossover hits and things were coming up. But I personally think what made him crown the king of rap, king of New York, whatever you want to call it, is him bringing Michael Jackson out on the Summer Jam stage and then having a guest verse on You Rock My World. Oh, yeah. Like, it solidified, it solidified, like, okay, Michael Jackson knows who he is. It's a defining moment. It's a defining yeah. moment, and he's, like, one of the best rappers. Like, you know, he could have got Nelly, he could have got Ludacris. He could have got Outkast. He could have got Eminem. Well, he probably wouldn't. Him and Eminem had their own, like, back and forth. But what I'm just saying is, is that he, he, it was like him kind of like crowning Jay-Z as the best. Mm. Mm. That's my, that's my thing about the lore of this album. It was so many, it was so many things that happened around this album that had nothing to do with Jay, before you even listen to the music. And people were saying, like, I think, and I really give Dame Dash credit. He, they, they were calling this album a classic before, like the entire summer. You gotta think about it. We had a, like the entire summer, every interview Dame had, he was like, yo, Jay-Z's the best, you know, yeah, Biggie rapped off the top of the head, but Jay does does it too. Uh, he recorded seven songs. Like they just kept talking about that, how Jay he recorded seven songs and uh, yeah, and then, and then they started going and they were like, he recorded the entire album in a weekend. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like so, it started. It, it, it caused like a lore. So like it was like they pretty much told everybody that the album was great before they got it. Now the album was great. I'm not saying that the album. Like, please make understand like that what I'm going to get to by the end of this episode is is that the album is great, right? But you have timeless great albums and you have certain albums that are a timestamp. And I just want to make sure that I make that clear. I just want to make sure I make that clear. I don't want no backlash. I don't want no smoke. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. How, how do we want to do this? Do you guys want to, since this is a special album, do we want to go track by track? Or do you want to pick out your highlights and pick out like what you... I think we can go highlights. Okay. All right, so off the top... I guess you gotta start from the top um, with with this because I really enjoy the rulers back as an intro, mm. um, produced by Fink. Just the way that it comes on, it grabs your attention immediately. Um, I think I think it is one of his finer intros that mm-hmm. doesn't get mentioned enough. Mm. I think when people talk about whole intros, you they get the obvious. Dynasty. They go to Dynasty. So trash. What? what? He ain't say nothing on it. I think the beat is what got everybody. The beat is amazing. One of the greatest beats in hip hop. Mm-hmm. But what he said on there. But trash? Okay, trash is not a good yeah, word. You're right, not, you're right. It's not. I you don't know what it is. You know, no, I'm sorry. It's because over. you were hype when it dropped. So you're you right. And you were 28. So you experienced it. I was not. I was 13. 
You experienced it different. You lived the life. You lived me the and Reg, life. Me and Reg were 13 yeah. when the dinosaur. I was 13. But uh, I think it's overhyped. I think it's just the beat is what got everybody excited. But what 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 was it's the a great buildup? <sighs> Only songs I read was on the arms of my niggas. Like what are you that, was about? that was tough. That was tough. It's a tough. That was a tough line. It wasn't a tough song. All right, man. That man said I made it a hot line. And you made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. That was a hot line. It wasn't a hot song. Bro, the intro is one of the greatest intros. Like, because they, of the they, beat. They've been arguing because of the, the whole package, bro. It's go, not. Go it's not. I, it. I, I don't jack that. I'm all sorry. Right, cool. We're talking about blueprint right now, so it's, it's all good. Um, <laughs> I think the rule of the back is a better intro. That's fine. That's fine. Um, go ahead, Reg. You were, you were listening to something. So, yeah. Like so, that. no. So, um, so the rule is back, obviously. And then TakeOver. Takeover was a shine was Kanye's shining moment, right? Um, this like I mean I wasn't even familiar with the um, the doors the sample yet the with doors. the door sample yeah. till mm. years later because mm. I I just wasn't checking for that type of music yet. Mm. So like that sample, it kind of opened up all different types of shit doors for me. You know what I was you know what I was impressed with uh, how Kanye was able to. Um, make that beat right and still work with Nas mm-hmm. and Ron Brown's get no love I'm gonna tell you the difference cause it's kind of I'm gonna tell like, you the difference you grew up in a right no <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what the difference is Kanye West was the main man and he was and, and, and no matter what anything that um Kanye did Jay made money over Ron Brown's was a time stamp producer mm. But at the time, no, but we're talking about, we're talking okay, about Ron 2001, Brown, though, But right? I'm just saying, but Jay knew that. Jay was like, all right, you hot right now. I'm going to make sure that you don't have a future. But, like, with Kanye, like, you got to think about it. Kanye was a made man already. Like, Kanye had gave him some of his greatest music, and they were actually friends. Mm. And, like, and, and... No, but I'm and, saying Kanye was able to make, take over, and still work with Nas, and still flourish. I think because people knew that Kanye wasn't with that, like, he wasn't a part yeah, of shit And it like wasn't that. right away. It was years later. Mm. What was that? Hip Hop no. is Dead? That, that nice. no, 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 because uh, no, uh, we major, we major was on, yeah, late registration. Yeah, but that was wasn't that like the same year? No, late oh. registration was uh, late registration was two thousand five, two thousand five, two thousand five. So uh, I think hip hop is dead was two thousand six. Well, I mean, by by yeah. the time hip hop is dead, is they they pieced it up. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm just saying that you know, to, if you I mean, if you talk about two producers on the on, I mean, on you, I mean, technically, if you think about it. Kanye didn't work with him until him and Jay pieced it up. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody working with Ron. Okay, Shout out to Ron. Um, well, I guess we can... I know how you feel about Izzo. Have you always hated Izzo? Yeah. Nah, that shit was great Izzo to me. was great. <laughs> I, I was, I was up on Izzo. I, I <laughs> that shit was great he, to me. I remember when he premiered Izzo. He premiered yeah, Izzo MTV at uh, the BET Awards. It was an MTV? I thought it was MTV. Not the BET Awards. Mm. When the jersey. Yeah, it was okay. the first BET Awards. Um, nah, that shit was good. And he was like, yo, I got this record or whatever. And he, like, dropped it. And everybody was like, yo, what? Like, what is this? And I was hooked from then. I was like, yo, I need this. That's and then, still, like, a, still a big risk in, in music. Premier, oh, to just premiere a song yeah, at yeah, your at performance? performance? Yeah, because yeah. you don't know. The crowd don't know what the fuck you're mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. So um, oh, I like the sample. It was safe. It, 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 it sounded good. Oh, bro, it was the safest shit ever. And then also, like, he's he's attaching himself to greatness again. So I, I get what was happening, right? 
And then it was smart because it was a song that like is one of the most it was sampled it sampled one of the Jackson Five's most popular songs ever. So when people hear it, it, it it's a recognizable song. So you want to hear it. It mm-hmm. kind of forces you to listen to it. That's why some people say like sampling is like the cheat code. Mm-hmm. And pretty much a lot of a lot of that's what Kanye does. So like it, it gets him it gets him um a lot of like leeway, not like discrediting him, but you know he's attaching himself to Michael Jackson again. So I'm just I'm just trying to no I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm just telling you like there's a pattern here, mm-hmm. and you're gonna see it throughout the album of, about what he's doing because it's the same thing that Michael Jackson kind of did with Prince, mm. what he did as far as like establishing himself against Prince. That's um, what Drake is doing now with Michael Jackson. He he's been mentioning Michael Jackson a lot. Yeah, Tootsie Slide is definitely a Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was about the moonwalk. It was about the moonwalk. The, the instructions is the moonwalk, but the guy named Tootsie did a video on TikTok and it went viral. So then he gave it. The song is about the moonwalk. Mm. Mm, I see it now. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. Tootsie Slide is literally about the moonwalk. All right. That's cool. I see it now. Um, girls, girls, girls. That was shit was produced hard. was produced by Just Blaze, and it's actually one of the first feel good moments that I remember at like post nine eleven. Because mm-hmm. I remember the video premiering, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, this is like it just felt good." Like mm-hmm. I just remember that feeling of watching the video. Mm-hmm. It, to this day, is one of my favorite videos because mm-hmm. it just it. I like always play it back to that moment when I first saw it. It's just a great video. I hate the burst of bubble res, but he would. This song wouldn't fly today. No, it wouldn't. At a all. Lot, I mean, a lot of. I mean, everybody but from no, that generation it, music. We can't say it that. It kind of well. It could fly today. No, the fuck, it could not. Not, no, no, not, not. that exactly. Don't not from this. him, but why not? But he not. talks about different type of women. Yeah. And the beauty of it. You can flip the narrative. The only, the only thing the that lyrics. probably wouldn't fly that people will have a problem with is the is is the Eddie Murphy lyrics where he's talking Eddie, about the girl. The Eddie Murphy lyrics, the Indian chick, the one that keeps stealing. What are you talking about? Like, oh, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the times we in it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If he talks about the narcoleptic one, oh my God, you making fun of people with, with narcolepsy? Like, yeah, 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 it would have been ripped apart. It would have been, yeah, yeah, in the video, she like, she yeah. goes up there. He tied some shit to the back of her head and like pulled her up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I guess not, but whew, for my time, yeah, guys, it was great. <laughs> I understand, it was great. Um, uh, shit, Jigga that nigga just, I never really cared for Me this song. This was always my skip on this album, and it's crazy because he actually was against doing a song with a uh, some his name with his name in it. He actually he actually didn't want to do that, but you know, um, Tone and Pope they just convinced him. And this is a Tone and Pope beat, so we should already know that these niggas failed him. Man, Tone and Pope are like they're they're fucking they're they're uh, they're overhyped to me as far as like their production. Yeah, yeah, they are. Open tone, like they're, they're, they got some good shit. shit. They, they got, got some, some good, good shit, shit, but like their shit is dated, and I think like they're overhyped. I think I think it is more so Steve Stout's power behind them, pushing it that like they're oh my god, they're such great. No, the fuck, they're not. They're not that good. And look what they did. They made Jay Z do this stupid song. I think it was the purpose of this song. I think it was to use it as a single. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sounds so obvious. Though. Yeah, I hate yeah. when singles are like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's just so fucking obvious. Yeah. Um. Or or they went into the studio with, with the mindset, yo, we gotta create a single. Exactly. Yeah. One of that. Those, I yeah. get that from this song. Yeah. Um. You don't know. Oof. Taught me a lot about money, boy. <laughs> you don't know. So, 
You don't, me you don't know. And Just Blaze said this himself. He said that You Don't Know is probably one of the greatest Jay-Z songs ever. Because Absolutely. you can put on You Don't Know at, at a party and like they go crazy. Mm-hmm. He, I think, didn't he say that he usually starts off his sets with You Don't Know? No, he starts he it off PSA. He starts, but PSA, he starts yeah. it off with PSA, but he said that You Don't Know is always in his set. He's Because like when he starts rap breaking down like his money, yeah, like how he, yeah. like you know, or just like using his metaphors, like he was just like at his like peak. I think you don't know is like one of those like quintessential like Jay Z songs that he always has to, he always he has like, to perform it. If he, he doesn't perform, you don't know. I'm disappointed. Yeah, he argues with himself at the beginning of every verse. It's, it's yeah. so great. Yeah, nah, you don't that, know what you do. Put something on it. Like yeah. he just and then that he goes the into it. Song yeah. in his career. I like that. Right? Yeah. I like that you peeped that. Right? Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, I fucking yeah, you love can, that. You can't knock that. Boy. You can't knock that. Yes, sir. You are looking at one smart black boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, raising a fool. Put me on it. Oh, my God. Triple on oh, my word. That was crazy. Yes. Yeah. Because you got to think about it. I'm 10, right? So I'm able to make the club or whatever around 17, 18. So seven years later, eight years later, the song is still as strong. Yeah. Dang. Water to a well? That blew yeah, my mind back Yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yo, this guy is crazy. You know how much whales need water? For <laughs> real. That shit wild. <laughs> um, well, I guess, yeah, we there's no way to review this album without going track for track. We're just doing that at this point. Yeah. But um Ola Alvito is another one that I'm yeah. not that crazy that about. Yeah, guess, yeah. Who, guess who gave him that song? Timbaland, produced by Timbaland. All right, so let's talk about it. Timbaland has a blind idea of what he gives Jay-Z for his albums. Timbaland's songs, I will say, Timbaland's songs with Hove don't age that well. Because Dirt Over Your Shoulder was my shit back then, mm. and I can't listen to it anymore. Mm. I, I can't. I just can't. And I, but I still like Hey Poppy. That one hasn't been commercialized okay. like that. Hey Poppy is, is, hey Poppy is my shit. And then, like, you know, the when he did Is That Your Chick, like, obviously, that... That yeah, song can't survive, that's on, yeah, that's on Can't Survive now, but I still listen to it. But, and um, Big, Big Pimpin'. And Big Pimpin', True. right? True. And, but, like, all right, Magna Carta, Holy Grail, um, I, oh, it depends on the day. Mm. It's, it's one side of special. I would love it or I hate it. Yeah. But Timberland kind of, like, like was uh, leading the charge on, on Magna Carta. He was, Holy and Grail. I still say Time For is one of the worst songs ever made. I just think, mm. Hola Jovito is, is just annoying, bro. It's just annoying. It's loud, and I don't. I don't know what. But Hope is spitting some shit on that song. He is spitting. It's he just wasted bars. Like I just wish it was on different productions. I've always said that. Mm-hmm. I've always said that with features, though. Like you ever heard an artist spit some crazy shit on a feature? Me, my selfish ass. I'd have spit it, heard it back. Nah, I gotta keep this. I'm gonna say that. That's yeah. how I feel about certain features. Like yo, you gave this this verse to who? Nah. But I think the thought behind it is, yo, I'm going to wash you on your shit. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas is going, because I think that's... that's if I wash you too good, nah, this got to come back to yeah. me. That's nah, 07 man. Wayne all day. Yeah. 07 Wayne, Fabulous at one point. Fabulous. Facts, oh, oh, yeah. like, Facts. Oh, 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 02 to 05, Fabulous. Yeah. Fab, Fab, Fab had a great A lot of, a lot of, like, that too. Fab, Fab Features and Fab Freestyles. So I was like, damn, mm-hmm. you should have canned that for an album. Yeah. That was too good to... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was he was he was a shining star for real. But um, we'll get into Heart of the City. Heart of the City is produced by Kanye West, and my I think it's the center point of this yeah, album. My favorite right? song, Heart of the City. And around this time, it was put in a lot of different um 
promos. This still gets put in promos. I think I was brainwashed. Is there any correlation between this and Batman? No, you're thinking about R. Kelly's bad man. Oh, song. bad. Uh, I'm, I'm a bad. bad. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to get caught out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But this, it gives me like Bruce Wayne. For which, which Batman movie was that that he did the soundtrack for? Um, That was Forever, I think. For Batman Forever? Yeah, it had to be. Mm. I think. Yeah, that. that well, that, no, Forever was Sealed. Yeah, Seal was no. Seal it was, was that the same song. album? Kiss from uh, Kiss from a Rose, Rose. and, and, and yeah. I'm a Batman was on the same album. I think. Oh, yeah. I'm a Batman from Shaft. You had to correct this. Really? I'm a Batman. That's yeah. him. He's singing that. That's that's Shaft. Okay, so he just I just got a little confused. It's all right, Rob. It's cool. Well, I got you know, but I'm, I'm you know, it's it's all right. And anyway, I'm gonna edit this out so you won't be right in front in front of everybody anyway. So good job, man. Actually, I'll keep it. It's pretty funny that we. Well, no, Shaft he did a Batman. song called Gotham City for Batman. Okay. And yes. On TP on TP two. Yeah. It's called Gotham City. That was Gotham City is not on TP two dot com. Batman and Robin didn't come out in two thousand and one. He did it. Now you're wrong. Ha, I got you back that quick. Thanks a lot, bro. But yeah, okay. bro, it gave me it gave me like superhero vibes. It gave me like that yeah. shit was historic. I can nah, listen man. to that song now and feel it. It's inspired. such a great song. Yeah. Yo, and the sample is fucking amazing. Like it's it's like David Ruffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I just think like uh, I just always wonder like as far as like Kanye's crate digging because like Kanye is so like futuristic, right? And He's a Kanye is a futurist, but like he also loves soul samples. Yeah, and obviously like, he was raised off of that. Like Jay and Kanye, I believe that's how they bonded because like both of their parents had large music collections. They both talk about it a lot, right? But it's like I don't, I can't even like picture Kanye crate digging because of like how much, like how he doesn't look like like now because he's so rich and he's always portraying himself as so rich and like above doing certain things. Mm-hmm. When you think of like you know crate digging and like looking for like albums going to like a a, a shop. I wonder, like, does Kanye like remember songs from his childhood that his mother played, or like yeah, just has an idea, yeah. or is he like actually like you know probably like, sending his assistants out to do the like just bring him music? I think at this point in his career, then yeah, I think it started out where well, okay, all right, all right so let's talk about let's talk about this moment. Then. Do you think that Kanye? Do you think like Kanye was like you know? Yeah. Out, out, was like, dating? Yeah. Yes, because he had something to prove, and he was trying yeah. to outsource. Just Blaze. I mean, it was, even, they was even, back and forth in the studio. He was trying to get placement. Right, so even, even the way he does, uh, uh, he dresses or he's he's into fabric and material. That's the kind of same mistake as uh, Craig Digging. I agree because you got to know the material. You got to know how to wear it, to put mm-hmm. it together. So I figured if he could do all of that, it's his fashion sense. He probably did the research and the same type of homework. Because crate digging is a part of it, right? So if you want to feel like a true producer at the time, you had to do certain things. Or back in the days, you wasn't a real DJ if you wasn't bringing in a whole bunch of crates and shit like that and spin on. So I feel like at that time, he had something to prove. So he had to prove that he was knowledgeable on certain things. So I feel like he did. He did. He may not do it now, but then I'm pretty sure he did it. Okay. I guess I I just think about that sometimes. I'm just like, yo, man, like his... His beat selection is so good and it's so prominent. Like, especially, and you could tell that he was really a student of Della, and you know that mm. YD did a really good job mm. at like teaching him mm. a lot of things. So it's just really cool to me that like you know when he gets on. The was beat, no ID in his life around this time? 
Yeah, no ID, no ID is like the reason why he got his shot. Yeah, mm. like the reason that like no ID brought him into the Rockefeller camp. Mm. Yeah, so um, I just think that is really dope that like he makes some of the, like the lyrics sound like a part of the song. Yeah, 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 It's very yeah, good that yeah. he does that. And the way I'm, he mixes a, that is yeah. insane. I mean, I know niggas fans, so. niggas didn't really like Jock and Jay Z, but I always thought that was very impressive mm. about that beat. <laughs> Yo, I was that so he made that sound like he's actually saying mm-hmm. Jock and Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Yo, like, that's incredible <laughs> mixing. I don't know if Eli remembers this shit. Rez, I don't think Rez was working with us at Levi's yet. Eli was there. When that shit came out, me and Christian Garcia used to play that shit so much. Felix like just stopped coming into the stock room to work. Felix, we all worked in the stock room. Felix wouldn't come down in no more. We were playing that shit. It was either Jock and Jay-Z or Swagger like us. And he just would not fuck with us. He would not come downstairs. Yeah. Yes, they did, but at that time he was playing that shit. What up, Garcia? What up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say that real quick. Yeah, Shout no, out. Um, Jack and Jay Z was very impressive production. Um, but yeah, that carries us into Never Change, right? Mm. Never Change is like on the same field yeah. of play as Hard as a City. I yeah. always like this to this day. This is like a top two back to back, like mm-hmm. hit. Like this is just amazing. Never Change. Never changes some of Kanye's best production for sure. Nah, it is. Um, and I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Never changes the sample for David Ruff. Um, I oh, you did say that for yeah. Harder City, yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for Harder City. I'm sorry. Harder City was Bobby Blue Blair, right? Pull that up right now. I feel like uh, harder. I feel like after Harder the City, the album just uh, took on another life. It does, but like nothing, nothing was off after this. Mm-hmm. It was like. He couldn't miss. Because, you know, every classic, every classic album to me has a good uh, head crack. Bobby Blue. Yeah, Bobby Blue yeah. Every good album to me has a good head crack where a song is like four, five, six. Usually that's where it is. Track four, five, six or five, six, seven. Where it's like three strong records back to back that you know this, this album. Is the re- this like... But that's the heart of the city. Yeah. It was it was like you just break out of traffic and you just go. You just yeah. break the gas. So let me ask y'all a question. Who of the three main producers on the album? Bank, Just Blaze, and Kanye. Oh, Kanye. Kanye, Kanye busted both of their ass. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I've sure. heard. I've heard some people say that they feel that um, Just Blaze has the better production. No, 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 no. Just Blaze was was. <coughs> he's up there though. Just Blaze got you don't know on him. Yeah. You don't know is like yes. That's some aggressive. That's the aggressive. But if that's the aggressive. Does the that one that song beat everything else? Well, no, but you got like I love the girls, girls, girls beat. The sample on it is so clean. It sounds like a Kanye like, producer. I have to admit, I'm a, I prefer Kanye's version of Girls, Girls, Girls. Oh, the second part two. Part two. Part two is so good. I hate all his part twos. <laughs> what? So you don't like you don't like I'm turning girls out. Yeah. No, he did the same thing on Reasonable Doubt. Uh, what was the part and two? President's part two. Oh my God! What do you mean? Oh my God! The President's part two. No, 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 no. What's the what's the uh what's the last song on on Reasonable Doubt? Uh, you have regrets. Uh, is it regrets? I can look it up right now. Yeah, look it up. I, I believe it's regrets. I don't know, man. But when you when you oh think you're about talking about it. coming of age or coming of age part two? No, coming of age part two is my uh, my, my favorite Jay Z song. So, so I don't know what you're talking about. It's coming of age. Uh, is, is, hold on. I don't know why you get that situated though. I'm looking at this yeah. run that Just Blaze has on this album, and it's it's not to be fucked with. Like it's it's pretty. It's up there. It's, Can it's I not, It's two. not as easy. Oh, I hate that shit. 
How you hate Can I Live Part 2? I don't like it. I don't like uh, Can I Live Part 2, and I don't like Girls, Girls, Girls Part 2. I just, I just. Right, because the, the original one is so great, it's like, yo, why would you even. Uh, I, I hate both of them. But that's why they gotta try it out, you know? Can't. But, uh, but no, getting back to the original <laughs> question, I'm looking. So, Just Blaze has You Don't Know, mm-hmm. Song Cry, mm-hmm. and uh, Girls, Girls, Girls. Mm-hmm. That's like his his uh, his three. Those, those those three. What's Kanye's three? Kanye got yeah, Kanye got over. Izzo <laughs> take over take mm-hmm. A heart of the city never mm-hmm. change. Come on, yeah, come on. His 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 pack was better. Clearly, because of how many but how I mean, many people. So we, we not gonna give Bank no no credit. Yeah, we should because he's Bank always Bank got all yeah. I need. I love mm-hmm. all I need. All I need. That's Mama one of my favorite vacation yeah. records. Yeah, all I need, Mama Loves Me, and those only two he got. Oh, and he got the intro, and the rules got your favorite intro. I don't think it beats Kanye, though. Kanye came to play. Kanye and Just Blaze for me were neck and neck, but I feel like the three of them did a really good job. I would love for Jay to work with the three of them again. Yeah, I don't know why. You think Kanye still got it? Did you not, did you not hit Donda? Yes, he still has it. Crazy. He still has it. Yeah. Did you? Well, right. did you? How did you feel was, about Daytona? I know you don't really care about Pusha T, but he, <laughs> there you go. You, you baited him on that. There you go. You baited him on that. I like NASCAR. Listen, man. I just go. go just come on. Uh, what, what, so we, what we are we up to song cry yet? You, we can get into song cry now. All right. Song cry. Produced by Kanye West, of course. Yo, you saw what they did to him for four forty four. What you think they're gonna do to him for song cry today? Yeah, I don't think he he performs this anymore. Bro, he does. I don't think Bro. I don't think he will. The marriage is lost. He does. Yeah, but that's no ass. I don't think he will. I, I, I saw like I went to the last two tours that Jay Z did. He's he does not perform song cry and it will be with his wife, not with Mary J. Blige. Okay. Yeah. You mean okay? I'm, I'm t- I went to his last two performances. I went to the four forty four tour and I went to on the run two tour. He doesn't perform. That's all. I don't feel like he. I'm not on this episode. You shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're wrong. <laughs> but what's wrong with song cry? Well, it's, it's, it's very it, toxic. You don't hear the last everything, it, verse. Everything to a lot of people is just very sensitive now, and everybody gets mad about it. So basically, Jay Z is admitting that like he was toxic. Think about it like this: that's what Drake does right now. It's, it's not, Drake, but it's, it's Drake. He's not man. married to Beyonce. Knows. Drake, Jay Z's, and has a lyric on the four forty four album. Where he said, "When I met, when we were, when I asked you to go study, I told you don't embarrass me." Women ripped Jay Z apart for saying that shit. Four forty four. I don't think he says anything wrong with Soulcraft. Of course you don't. You lie. Look at you. One of my favorite. I'm a man. It's one of my favorite shit like that. You don't just pick up and leave and leave me sick like that. You don't go away. And what's wrong with that? I was just about to say them girls. I was going to get right back. What's wrong with that? Yeah, Eli, this is why you fucking said No, 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 no. But this is a song about him admitting his, 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 I guess, his love to a girl. So he's just outing himself out. He outing himself out. Yeah, that's what 444 was. I'm I'm, I'm with Eli. Eli, And it's still a classic song to this day. It is a classic classic song, but what we're saying is, is he will get ripped. But I do understand that you don't see that play, but... I know that you're gonna make a young lady very happy, but when y'all going through it and you could be like, yo, T, I need to talk to you right quick. I'll be like, remember that day when you told me you don't see a problem with song cry in today's era? Me and you gonna have that I song. I still don't see anything I, wrong with it. It's all right, and you know what, LaShawn, you probably not gonna talk to me about your relationship, but I'm gonna see it on your <laughs> And I'm gonna tell you, LaShawn, remember that day you told me you don't see nothing wrong I in still, today's even, era? I'm Sean Cry. Listen, 
Listen. Okay. Well, I ca- I don't see the uh I know I know we're in a sensitive time where you got to be very delicate of what you say. But song song cry I don't think is one of those songs. It's just a topic. It's not. You got Future and Drake. And Bro, Future is, the, is, are, the, is Look the, at the image of these guys that you name. They're, 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 they're called toxic shit, men. Jay Z was worse in my opinion. But damn near, but he was. But but Hope was damn near a, a pop rapper. Um, I know he was not. And watch your mouth. Now go to the next one. <laughs> but I'm okay. All right, so the next, <laughs> so for the next song we got uh, "All I Need," which is one of my classic personal rap. favorite songs Bank. on this album. Bank. Classic, rap. produced by Bank. Yeah. Uh, I love me a good crew song mm-hmm. that has doesn't have ever, the crew. Has he ever rapped the song live? I've never heard him do it live. I don't think so. Not did even at B sides. Yeah. I don't think he did it at B sides. I, I, I watched B sides. I wasn't in attendance, but I don't think he did it. Actually, mm-hmm. no, I listened to it because I have it on the play. Elliot Wilson made the playlist. He didn't even. Mm. I don't think he did all I need, but yeah, that's a great record. All I need is very crew heavy. So like with the with the name drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think he would be doing that yeah. today. You know? Yeah. I don't think Yo, he's this, good while this, he this song changed my uh my whole mindset of like My bucket is low. <laughs> a rockaway is fitting incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think um the way I dress is heavily influenced by this album. <laughs> you you out here with him football jersey? <laughs> nah, but and like big jeans. <laughs> the music when he when I get dressed, there's certain songs, there's certain artists that I play while getting ready. Mm-hmm. This is one of those albums. Uh, God forgives I don't. By Ross is one of those albums. It's like you feel rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you love to feel rich and look rich. Feel rich, love right? It. And all I need embodies that. Yeah. That that rich sound and like yo, I look like this right. Imagine if if Ross was out around this time. Oh, oh my Ross. god, <laughs> this beat Ross on this beat would have. I, I want to know why he just said fucking just yeah. do it on a mixtape. Yeah, yeah, Ross on this beat. Yeah, I love. I got. I got a thing for luxury rap. That's what I call it, luxury mm-hmm. rap. Yeah. Where you can only get it at a certain store, a certain price point, and it feels good. It looks good. It sounds good. It's like it's one of those records where you kind of you create you kind of create your own world, your own universe, listening to the music, mm-hmm. and that's what all I need is. All I need is that's a perfect description. It's it's one of it's one of like and then it made my me think as a, as a ten year old, what do I need in life? Oh god! <laughs> oh. I mean, by then you was already thirty, bro. So it was like you had your your foundation set. You knew you needed a solid woman in your life, a great job. He didn't need much, and he was what thirty two. Now I was talking about Torian. <laughs> All right, so listen, you gonna get in the renegade right now? Get in the renegade. Nah, for for all I need, he didn't need much. He rockerwear, yeah, Nike is simplicity of life. Yeah, that's what it told it me. Just great. Yeah, make life chicks. a simple. Let's yeah, ride. you know what I'm saying. That's it. But uh, <laughs> get we'll next. get into we'll get into renegade. Renegade. Smoke record. Renegade. Renegade. Renegade features Eminem. It's produced by Eminem. Detroit. What? Uh. What do you? What do we think? I got into a lot of debates. This was like, uh, this was like pre. Uh, who's better, Kobe and LeBron? That's what this. Meant. This has this debate on this song started so many arguments in group chats, mm-hmm. lunch tables. Mm-hmm. People have got suspended over you this. Had group, you had group chats when this came out. Yeah, man. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure somebody done died over this debate. Right. To this day, I give Eminem the upper 
because you already it's kind of like you guys play spades yeah please. it's like showing somebody your hand and still winning mm-hmm. that's, that's exactly what it is that's how i feel this record is it's like i could beat you with my with you looking at my hands you don't mm-hmm. got to look up at the mirror to see or you play dominoes i could play i could have my whole hand in front of you everything that made everything what? that made this verse these verses so great from eminem like, I was listening to this again the other day. No. No. No, bro. You know how many no, perspective, bro. You don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, perspective say, is important, right? Yo, bro. How many times, like, was this? So, all right. On Life's a Bitch, AZ gets Nas on Nas' debut album. Nas is held as the greatest rapper or, like, all time at the time, right? When El Manny drops. Mm-hmm. Right? Nobody bats out of it. say, yo, that was a dope verse from AZ, right? Mm-hmm. You think AZ won on that record? On Absolutely. He definitely watched Nas on Life's a Bitch. But I hear, that's not something, that's not, like, not heard of. I hear that people say that. Yeah, like Az, like that. That literally launched Az's career. Life's a bitch is why he got his solo deal because they were like, "Yo, you got on one of the most anticipated rap albums of all time." Okay, and watch this man. But right? you made this a race thing. You talking? I'm gonna tell you why. So okay, what I'm, I'm just saying I'm is, is that like nobody like makes it like this whole thing. Like it was like, oh my god, how could this happen? I think the the is because Eminem is white and he's the only feature on the album. Nah, bro. If Jay had more features on the album, this wouldn't be as. And Nas in a rap. Fuck no. No, you're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. You were ten at this time. You don't. Don't matter. Don't matter. No. So, so I'm gonna tell you why Eminem has better verses than Jay Z on this song. It's all about the perspective. Eminem in 2001, right? He was coming off the hottest album of his career at that time, which was Marshall Mathers LP. Marshall Mathers LP sold like over a million copies or some shit in the first week. Yeah. And he was. The biggest fucking superstar, and, and then from and his perspective, tour, MTV, everything. From his perspective of how he was rapping and what he was rapping about, it just was all hitting. He was public enemy num- number one, mm-hmm. even though he was the most popular rapper. Mm-hmm. So he was talking to people that weren't good parents. He was talking to people that I wasn't like, allowed to listen to. Him. That's how crazy yeah, it was. It was it was crazy. Mm-hmm. So like his perspective on this was great. He had humor on this. His fucking delivery on this was way better everything was just keyed that just flowed man it just his flow yeah. on this was just impeccable yeah. it was it was impeccable. and like was just great. listening to it the other day i'm like damn like he really don't rap like this no more at all like i don't care about an eminem verse no more but mm. this right here like you gotta give this what it is like he got matter of fact i would say i would say it's a the, the fighting moment in his career it then, is because then you let you let it be known, yo, I can participate with the best of them. And that I can produce. Yeah, yeah. That I make beats. Yeah. You now, know? this is his standout. This shit, to me, I mean, yeah, granted, he did come off selling a, uh, a million in a week, right? Mm-hmm. But it was like, he got a whole new audience on this Yeah. One. It was like, yo, this white boy, nice. Like, all that goofy shit is cool, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they, said, pretty- they said this what is nice? This white boy is nice. Yeah, because he... Now, who's the king of these rude, ludicrous, lucrative lyrics? Who can inherit the title, put the youth in hysterics, using his music to stare it, sharing his views and his merits, but there's a huge interference. They're saying you shouldn't hear it. Maybe it's hatred I spew. Maybe it's food for the spirit. Maybe it's beautiful music I made for you to just cherish. But I'm debated, disputed, hated, and viewed in America as a motherfucking drug addict. Like, you didn't experiment? (laughs) Now, now, that part, nigga... (laughs) Like that part right there, like there's no that debate was, in that. That pen was different. Bro. That shit was such flowing. a fucking homer. That shit was. All right, that was a home run. <laughs> that Listen, was man. that was the basis loaded. 
All right, so rapper J verse right quick. Since you, since you, since I had to hustle you. my back to the wall. Ashy knuckles. That part. Yeah, the you know the verse. Now? I know it. I know. All right, it. let's do it. It's good. Sing. I had to hustle my back to the wall. Ashy knuckles. Pockets filled with a lot of lint. Not a cent. Got a vent. A lot of innocent lives lost on the project bench. What you hollering? Gotta pay rent. Bring dollars in. Bought a bodega, I ain't under my coat, feeling braver, do rag, rapping my waves up, pockets full of hope. It's not the same. You mean it's not the same, it's nigga? The same nigga, butter. you were just what? It's not the same, butter. Nigga, yes, it was. It's good. Nigga, it was truffle butter. What, Jay, what Jada say? It's good, but it's not, not enough. enough. Oh my god. It's oh good. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Yo, Jay held his own on his No, no, we're not, we're not saying that. We're not saying that. Eminem, we're saying so, who had the better verse. Okay, Eminem, only okay, one, right? Eminem had the better verse, but what I'm saying is, is like they, they're making it sound like Jay-Z didn't know it was his album. But Jay was rapping with veins in his neck. M was rapping on some concise shit. He was not rapping with veins in his neck. He, he started off his four, the, 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 the next verse. See, I'm a poet to some, a regular modern-day Shakespeare. Like, he just was flowing. Yeah. And it was like, it be a, it, it, okay, put it like this. It'll it be one thing if they was in the studio and they recorded together. Mm-hmm. That would make a difference. That'd be worse. Huh? That'd be worse. No, that would, I'm saying that would make a difference. But what I'm saying is, is that M did this. He did this to write Royce the 5'9. He didn't do this with the intention of doing it to Jay Z. No, so so that's that's that goes to my that goes to my hands up. Mm-hmm. You know what I did. You know what I did. And I think Jay you Black. You had ample amount of time. I think, I think Jay Black, but I think Eminem just had a better verse. He produced this song like it was this song was his okay, vision. Okay, bro. At the, end of the day, at the end of the day, you asked us who had the better verse. Now you're giving Eminem. us excuses. I'm not giving you excuses. Tell Eminem to step into Jay-Z's world. I guarantee And he called himself the new ice cube at the time. You finally gonna give Cube some credit? No, I didn't discredit Cube. That was Cube. You you also did though. No, in the I just no, I didn't. Well, no, I didn't. Man. That's a whole another conversation, man. Let's move on to the next song. I'm getting upset. All right, man. So we'll get it to the next song, um, which is Blueprint. Mama loves me. Mm. This song is such a. Mm-hmm. It takes you there. Mm-hmm. It takes you there. Like you feel everything in this song, and I feel like that yeah, was yeah. it. That was the intent. It's autobiography. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the intent. The whole kitchen table part. Yeah. You hear the you hear yeah. the table. Mm-hmm. Like it. Ta- it really takes you there. Producer. Bank. Mm. With the Al Green sample, mm. sample heavy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's like, what this, this album. Is expensive album. album. <laughs> you know what? You know what's crazy though, and that you bring that up. Um, and I actually want to read it because I I thought it was really dope. Um, uh, this guy, Ninth Wonder. Ninth Wonder mm. had a really good good uh caption the other day about this album. He said, uh. Sampling is dead, or at least that's what I was told during that time. Mm. Outside of High Tech, Dilla, Madlib, P-Rock, DJ Premier, and so many others still digging and chopping up records, the mainstream at large somewhat chose to abandon the notion. Mm. Producers were becoming more in tune with their publishing rights and staying away from artists who took away a majority of their share. I chose to, however, keep digging despite what the naysayers said. On a mainstream level, it takes one album to turn things around. There may be precursors, but the one album that put soul back in mainstream hip hop was this one. Just Blaze, Kanye, and Bing was the right cast of producers who gave Jay Z the perfect chunky sound beds to bear his soul. Whatever energy that's his created in Baseline Studios, I had a chance to catch that energy two years later. Some people believe that 444 was Jay Z's first tell all album. I truly, truly believe that this was the first album that he fully decided to share what he learned about the game and himself. 
So he goes on to, of course, acknowledge 9-11, but mm. I thought that was really important. Mm. Um, that and An important outlook of how people saw sampling at the time. Mm-hmm. That's why this album was considered such a risk. But um, mm-hmm. I think uh, one thing that's really funny about a lot of people that when they talk about like Jay-Z being so private... Jay-Z's kind of an open book, in a sense, about things that he talks about. He's like, got read between the lines. So yeah, because, mm-hmm. like, when people talk, like, when, you know, the Dakota book came out, and they were like, oh, my God, Jay-Z shot his brother. I was like, he talked about that on his second album. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, little things like that, or, like, you know, um, the apartment that he had on State Street that everybody mentions. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I met Jay on, on you know. And I'm like, yeah, he always rapped about that. I just think that some people weren't listeners or yeah, weren't fans were, like yeah. us. Yeah. Because Jay-Z has always kind of, like, let you in a little bit, like or like telling you, like you want to know what's funny? Jay Z got that uncle that's on his shit list that he raps about every other album. So mm-hmm. that's the one. The uncle asked him to stop. Yeah, no <laughs> word. Yeah, the, the uncle that told him that you'll never be better than LL Cool J. Like Jay's like, yo, he motivated. Me. Thank you. Yeah, he rapped. He rapped about that mad times. <laughs> he asked him to stop. The uncle, yeah. he was like, all right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. Like, I said, sorry, bro. Stop talking about it. <laughs> But uh, but Mama Loves Me is yeah is an amazing song. Are we gonna get into the bonus tracks? Oh, of course, yeah. Um, Breathe Easy, lyrical exercise, um, produced by Just Blaze. Whew, I still play this song to this day, especially like on, like when I'm working out and shit. Mm. I play this song. Mm. You know, I love the interview that's played at the beginning where he's describing how like what flow is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like yeah. when he's describing like what flow is to the to the to the interviewer, and I believe he's like this British guy. He's like, what's flow? And like Jay's telling him like what like what it is and explaining to him like how he like what he does rap. Mm. And that like sets him apart. It's like the equivalent of like Kobe talking about, yo, I broke my right hand, so I learned how to shoot left handed. Yeah. Or some shit some mm. shit like that. Like the 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 way he just went about it and like broke it down His genius. to yeah, to, yeah. To, to like a science because some rappers like can rap really well, but like they don't understand what they're they don't understand what the ins and outs of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't ride the right. They, oh, they, they don't know how to like do those things. And, mm-hmm. Like Jay understands it. Like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I gotta make sure. Like, I, I. Well, they don't know how to use their uh, their uh, voice as an instrument. Exactly. So mm-hmm. like Jay just understood that. So I just even think like the fact that like he did that interview, and then like when you know the beat was crafted, like just Blaze knew I gotta put this in there. Mm-hmm. And it, and it makes the song it makes the song to me like even a bigger deal. So I'm like, damn, like. Did he do that interview and then just go in a booth right afterwards? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just like it just is, it just is crazy. And then like even like as he's rapping, he's like, "All right, all right." Like he's basically like a like a like a like a uh, a fitness instructor, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like teaching you how to rap. Right, he's like, yeah. "All right, come on now." Like like breathe. bringing you along. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, yeah. "All right, come on now, now, now breathe so you can get the next." I mean that that plays that plays into the blueprint, right? Because as yeah. a rapper, you gotta understand you know how to rap. So yeah. the play on the album itself, I'm That's teaching true. you how to rap. Yeah, this is my blueprint. This is how I do it. Mm-hmm. So try your best imitation. Exactly. Yeah. I gave you the blueprint, but you can't be him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So lyrical exercise. I still play it to this day, like I said. Very, very good motivator. So many, like, different metaphors that he uses on this. And it all sticks. Like, it, none of it is a stretch. Ha, see what I did. <laughs> um, but we'll get into the next one. Next one was Girls, Girls, Girls Part 2, which oh, L.A. said God. that he don't like. 
but I happen to really like because I it's a song that I always seem to forget about and then it comes on Oh so, shit! Yeah, uh, yo, bro. how much do you like something you forget about it? <laughs> and I know for a fact that Kanye did this song and uh, "If I Ain't Got You" remix to Alicia Keys in the same session. Mm. Really? I'm I'm telling you, he had to. Damn, man, he did that like years prior. Then, yeah. Mm. I'm just saying, like, what let me ask did. you a question, Tori. Okay, go ahead. Earlier, you said that uh, this album didn't age well. So if you take out the cringy singles, right? Hola Ovito and Chicken that, that Nigga. But I can't take them out because they're on the album. If you exclude that, what? I'm not uh, doing that because I'm only talking about the album that was So out. those two songs spoiled spoil the album? No, it's to not the point where it I, didn't, I didn't say it just was those, just those two songs. So, That's what okay. you just said. After, after track eight, right? After track eight, Heart of the City, and we go all the way down, what did it age well? In your opinion, I'll go through it with you. I actually wrote it down. What did it age well? What exactly didn't age well? I'll tell you right now. Give me one moment. Um, Izzo didn't age well. Why not? I actually said that to you 40 minutes ago. Well, are you talking about the context? The lyrical context? No, I don't like the beat. Like, the song is cheesy. Like, it didn't age well. Like, I don't like it. Okay, how you gonna get mad at my fucking answer? I, 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 you just took a deep breath. Like, I, like, don't ask me a question then get mad at my response. I'm giving you a response. I, I, I could have sat here and just not been like, I just don't like it. I actually gave you detail why I don't like it. It's a nostalgic record. Mm-hmm. Maybe the age, I, mean, I don't think uh, age well is the right term. I just think it's too nostalgic. Okay, right? cool. Um, and talking girls, to girls, mic, your mouth is too far from the Girls, mouth. girls, girls, I don't like the hook. Really? Now? I don't like Jigga That Nigga. You don't know it's a classic. Uh-huh. I don't like Hola Hola Jovito. Uh-huh. Heart of the City is a classic. Everything Never like Change is a classic. Yeah. Song Cry is a classic. Okay. Mm. All I Need classic. Uh-huh. Renegade classic. Uh-huh. Mama Loves Me classic. Uh-huh. Lyrical Exercise classic. Uh-huh. The Girls, Girls, Girls remix is a better version than the original. Okay, so how many classic songs do you have out of the uh, 14 tracks? You would say more than uh, 50%? Yeah. So more than fifty percent of this album have classic songs, but in the intro, can you? Uh, well, even some of the classic songs, like they're still like dated, like things of Jay Z. Hold on one second, Rob. We don't have to hurry up. Stop doing that. No. Thanks. Let him produce though. Yeah, I know, but it's distracting. And, and Let him this produce is a though. podcast. It's not late breakfast. There's a difference. I right, cut this out though. Yeah, I will. Sure. <laughs> so. Um, like, cause I'm talking, my nigga. Like, it's like, yo, let's go, bro. <laughs> Goddamn. All right, so there's certain song. All right, like prime example. Uh, I'm gonna give you one song. Um, song cry. So on song cry, like it's a great song, right? And it takes us back. And like, we remember it when we were younger, but like today, it still applies. It, it Maybe because you're part of the faithful black man society that you can't relate. That's cool. That's commendable, my brother. But okay, there's still niggas who gonna slip up. And hear this and be like, damn, yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. It, and then when she go and do her own thing, hits. and it's like, damn, you ain't, I know I fucked up, but damn, you ain't gotta do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That's still gonna hit, no matter what. But you're not resonating with that because you you know you embody uh, Yeah, yeah. You're if not you step, there no more. Step, yeah, I get that. I get that. You cooking. You cooking. Thank you, man. So so yeah, when you step out of right, you no, step no. out of your because you step out of your current situation and you see that. You know, for what it is. Yeah. This that still this, transcends, man. yeah. It still transcends. I mean, a couple couple years later, 
Neo comes out with the same song with Ghostface, right? Mm-hmm. Back like that. Yeah, and they yeah. use that key line. You don't gotta mm-hmm. get a nigga back like it's still it's still gonna apply. Yeah. As men, we're selfish because you know that goes into the whole concept of we don't cheat off of feelings. We cheat toxic. With, exactly. To- toxic niggas okay. need still, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I have I have the proper verbiage, right? All right. So all I'm saying is is just that, like I and, and I said this earlier in the podcast. Where Jay Z is at right now in life, knowing that he's grown. Mm. So me knowing that he's grown, when I listen to the album, it doesn't feel the same because mm. I know that the person that's rapping the lyrics is a different person. Mm. So uh, what I'm just saying is, is that it's a timestamp for me. So do we do that with so every artist? The, I was yeah. just gonna say that's the gift and the that, curse no, I of just, growth as an artist. But I just, but I'm not. It is a gift and curse. And I just said to you, mm. prime example. If I listen to a Rakim album, Rakim is too fucking dressing and. and Thinking the same and doing the same, and I'm, and I'm not saying it's a slight to Jay Z, mm. but what I'm just saying is, it's just that, like, damn, like, I appreciate 444 even more, or like sometimes whenever, like, that's I'm always think, looking forward to a new album. Mm. I don't ever want a new Rock Him album. I think Song Cry could go on 444. Song Cry could go on 444, but there's certain things he would have to say differently. Oh well, yeah, but, but, I mean, but I mean, but I mean, 444. But the same context. But the song, he was fucking them yeah. girls on 444. <laughs> But yeah, 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 but he did, he did, he did, he did in a sense of four forty four. You know what he said? He said the most subtle shit ever. He said, "I like a, a woman should never." With who? No, no. He said another woman should never know a secret before you. Yeah, <laughs> like but, that's 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 how that's how how PCJ is now. I went from yo, I was just fucking them girls to I'll never share another secret with you. You know what I'm saying? But think but, about that. But he said the same thing in a sense where he, where he kind of played off the conversation with him and B. And he was like, "You did what with who?" Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's him. That's her saying, "You did. You did. You was fucking who?" Mm-hmm. You did so, what to blue? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she put it on the kid, so it was kind of like that was that was a dirty move on Beyonce part. That's your worst time I mean, the yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's dirty. It's all perspective, man. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, kind of. It's like yo, you was willing to risk your family. What if he yeah. grows up to be like yo? You know what, Dad? You know, it's not that crazy that she was doing out here like that. That, that that's no hair there, there, but um, yeah. but yeah, I think Song Cry fits on that uh, on that. I, I right. think it, it transcends. It's still it's, it's always gonna be a classic. Okay, because there's always I, gonna not, be a nigga that's gonna fuck saying. up. He gonna nah, lose the Song best Cry thing that ever happened. To him. Song Cry can't fit because it's an openly emotional album. Song, I mean, yeah, it's an openly emotional album, and Song Cry isn't that. Song Cry, he's literally saying, I can't see it coming down my eyes. Like so, you gonna hear this sample cry? Mm. I'm not crying. Well, but on 444, the nigga cry. Yeah, he cries. He openly, he it's for that, you know. And I also think that uh, this is a. Uh, it's funny, right? So, certified lover boy How is talking about toxic, toxic. Like it yeah, he wrote that in his description. That it's, mm-hmm. it's it's an album about celebrating toxic masculinity. He didn't say celebrate. Words is important. Okay, toxic masculinity was in this song. Yeah. Um, and I think that the Blueprint album is also not toxic masculinity, but like basically like a man's state, like putting his flag in the ground, saying that I'm here. Mm-hmm. State, state, like staking his claim to like everything, to being the the ultimate alpha male in music. In music. And Which is why I told you I think Trump listened to that album and tried to recreate and, and amongst you know amongst his, his peers. peers. You know, so mm-hmm. it was kind of like, you know, no homo Jay-Z took his dick out and put it on the table. Mm. So, no pun intended, Jay-Z took his dick out and put it on the table and said, I'm here. Mm. 
That's essentially what he did. So how do you, uh, when you were uh, 13, right? Mm-hmm. Allegedly. When did you have this album? Sorry. When I was, I said it was a classic. Okay, at, at uh, 35, allegedly. Where do, you, where do you have this album now? Still a classic or it's a great album? I still think, I never said it's not a classic. I just said it didn't age well. It's not at where it's at. Can a classic album not age well? Can those two yeah. coexist? I think so. Okay. I actually just say in your perspective. That's what Because I, I think albums can downgrade to a great, uh, uh, a classic to, you know what? It's just a great album mm-hmm. or it's a good album. But if you feel like a, a classic can not age well, then by all means, this is your world. I'm just living in it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, so yes. Yeah, so we did come into this already knowing what the ratings would be, mm-hmm. but we kind of just wanted to update our outlooks on this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we do still agree that this is a classic album, right? Yeah, cause I don't I don't take those two corny ass songs, cause cause at the time you you gotta also think about uh, we're in the year twenty two uh, twenty twenty one right, and this is a, a two thousand and one album, so sometimes you gotta give the uh, the grace of knowing yo they made this album in the time, mm-hmm. like I don't think every song gotta be futuristic where it has to be twenty years old and still slap. Mm-hmm. So if two of those songs out of the 14 or 15 didn't do that, but the rest did, hell yeah, you still could remain a classic. Do I think it's his best album? No, but, you know, I also think me being a 10-year-old hearing this, I thought this was the best shit since my mother's cooking. Yeah. I thought it was too. But it's, you was a lot older, you know, experienced. I mean, but I, still, but I still feel like I've always stood on the fact that Reasonable Doubt is his best album. His best. Album. Yeah, I'm never going to go against an artist saying what their best album was. So if he says his best album is Reasonable Doubt, I'm not going to argue with him. He made it. So and that's he came out the gate making that album. Like, that's another thing. Like, that's that's impressive to me. Like, his first his first album was Reasonable Doubt. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's true. But then, look. To, uh, I just always say you had your whole life to make your yeah, first yeah. album. So that's, that, that's what I'm saying. So... In the beginning of this episode, you you said that you thought he was cold. So to make this being cold as hell, it's also maybe just as impressive as the first album because it's like yo, your back is against the ropes. You know, it may if this doesn't hit, it may be over for you. So for, for to do that, it's kind of like you know you down three one and you come back and you win because essentially. Game one win was reasonable doubt. Then you know Dynasty was probably the L. It was a, it was the perfect storm for Jay. People were doubting him and counting him out. Critics were like ripping into him, right? Mm-hmm. So the Dynasty and Volume Three both got ripped. Can we have fun? All right, just let me finish this. All right. I then, like I said, like the entire summer, like he was like running up on things, even though other artists were still like all over the charts. Mm-hmm. And then you know what I'm saying like he was ha- having like the time of like at this time. Like, it was at the pinnacle. Like, it was like he was the leader of the Rat Pack. Mm. So, I think, like, you know, he was really at, like, in, like, his best shape. You know how sometimes, like, mm. in your athletic life, like, you be like, oh, this is the best shape I've been in in my life. Like, mm. Blueprint, I think he, he was in the best shape of his rap career. He was in great shape. Like, he was, like, he was in his best, like, in his best form. Mm. You know, but I just, like I said, it's just certain things that are just dated and... You know, it's it's okay. It's not a it's not a, a, the worst thing in the world. But I just think that you know, um, it's you know, certain we songs. We, we can't talk blueprint without 
uh, take over Ether mm-hmm. 20 years later. Yeah. Um, Ether, I'll be honest with you, Ether also uh, takes away from the lore of Blueprint. <clears throat> I was waiting for somebody to say that. You think it takes away from it? A little yeah, bit. It adds it to it. Nah, it does. Because, like, Jay-Z, Jay-Z, like, Jay-Z could have walked away to Victor. All right. Jay-Z messed up. He made Super Ugly, right? Yeah, and then the Blueprint 2 was him. Even though he, he got at Nas on Blueprint 2, it was too late. And then he spent the Blueprint 2 responding to Nas again. Mm-hmm. He made a whole double disc album and, and sending shots responding to Nas again. So you could tell how bothered he was. Nas, Nas like made Stillmatic and was, was done. Just say, yeah. <laughs> they they married each other yeah. a lot. Nas made Stillmatic and was done. Mm-hmm. Well, he had shit here and there. Yeah, yeah. but... But, you already know who I'm better than that whole shit with uh, with Lil Jon. Yeah, but that was on somebody else's song. I'm talking about yeah. like dedicate an album. Oh, like man. it really got in the J. Like, it took. I'm telling you, it took away the, away from the the, the Lord of that shit. It mm. really did. I you think. Say I, it think adds. It, I think. I think it adds to it because it because well, well from now speaking from the perspective of now, I think the hype of Ether, when you look at when Ether came out, I think that was like six months after TakeOver. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when niggas didn't really have time timestamps on response records. Like mm-hmm. now you drop a song, it's like, yo, yeah, yo, respond. Now, that the other day. right? So Nas was able to take his time. Um, I think TakeOver, when you listen to it now, it's just the better record. Mm-hmm. It's aged so much better. It's a, it's a better record because you you listen to it from a, from a perspective of like, Whole being a fan of Nas, being a disappointed fan of Nas, um, yeah, being a disappointed <laughs> fan, That's breaking crazy. down his catalog the way that he did, it's just over. And he gave him one verse. You know? Two of them was dill. Yeah, <laughs> you you listen to it and it's like when you think of Takeover, you think about Nas, but it's really just that one verse. Mm. Mm. He he alludes to to him, and then in like one, I think the second verse. And then the third verse is just about him. Mm. And the fourth verse, he wraps it up. But it's like, it was just smoke for everybody yeah. that he was fucking with at the time. <laughs> it was smoke for Queens. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so, so if you listen to it. I think he the reason why that Brooklyn Queens shit had a lot of friction, bro. And, it, <laughs> and it's, out, it's so out the gate. Like, you come, the rulers back and then take over. It's yeah. like two, like, yeah. aggressive songs. Power punches, like, yeah. Power punches. And then he just get he It's like goes he tried to wait to the knockout of the album. This is like, in a lot of ways, Drake is looking at this literally as his blueprint. In if a lot you, of if ways. You break down certified lover boy, I think. And a lot, not, and I don't think it's certified to- lover boy per se. I think just in the way that he moves in his career. I'm not, wait, 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 hold on. Let me, let me, before this becomes a snippet, and I know how Tori it does the editing, so I'm gonna save myself here. I'm not calling certified lover boy blueprint. <clears throat> anyway, too late. I think, well, I got the sound, but if you take this out, let me, matter of fact, let me record myself saying this shit. <laughs> 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 By no way, shape, or form do I think Certified Lover Boy is Drake's blueprint. Mm. I think he heard the album or maybe listening to an album, try to find some sort of inspiration, and you could see that it was an approach to emulate that. Did he succeed? No. I'm going to record myself saying that. Did he succeed? No. But I do think somewhere down the line, this was playing while he made that album. But this is this is the type of shit. This is the type of shit that uh, that Drake does though, where like he'll diss he'll diss somebody, he'll make a very heavy lyrical song, mm-hmm. and he follows it up with we'll a sing. potential single. Yep. Like he does that. Mm-hmm. Like back when um back when Charged Up came out, mm-hmm. Hotline Bling came out. Yep. 
Yeah. You know? So like so he's he's known for shit like that. And I think he played he this is his playbook right here. Alright. So yeah, yeah. So both of y'all still say that blueprint. Oh yeah, out. absolutely. Oh, sure. This is a classic. For, for sure, I agree. It's a classic. Five out of five waffles. I'm not wavering from that. I'm. J- I just feel that like I'm allowed to say that something is dated. It's a time. It's more of a timestamp. All right, I'll give you the difference. I can tell you why reasonable doubt is better than blueprint. Nobody's gonna debate that. With but you. I can tell you why though. So but who asked? Because you're making a face, so I can tell yeah, you why. Yeah, because how does somebody get five waffles and, and, and out of the uh, waffles is spoiled? It's not spoiled. You said two of the songs are dated, so you, technically you can't eat the whole batch of waffles. It's something I hold on it, right? There's an explanation, and I told you that the reason... And your explanation is not valid. Because they're dated. No, because they're dated. Reasonable Doubt can come out at, at, at any time, and the album's going to hit, and it's going to invoke the mm-hmm. feeling of it being a classic rap mm-hmm. album, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But the blueprint was very much of that time. That's just like a disco album, bro. If you had a disco, you'd be like, yo, this is a classic album. But, you know, I don't think that this album will come, be able to come out in 1990. When so you tell telling the blueprint wouldn't be able to come out right now? 20 years later? No. You bugging. It had the same impact that it did? No. You bugging. No, I don't think so. Okay. It's, it's your world, stand. baby. It's your world, baby. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I'm glad you I mean, uh, obviously, some things would change. References yeah. would change. Maybe context, yeah. References, yes. I think Reasonable Doubt could come out today the way that it is, not a word changed. Reasonable Doubt has five waffles to you, right? Yeah. And this same album that you sing got to change. It's those same it five was... waffles? Yeah, because one is blueberry and one is just plain, right? Because it can't be the same waffle. They were sipping Cristal a lot on the first one. They don't fuck with that one. Well, I mean, it would be Ace of Spades. Okay, cool. Instead of saying uh, Cristal, I'll say Ace of Spades. Can you be a technical? (laughs) I mean, you said not a word. Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. All right, all right. So, all right. (laughs) Changes the names of certain liquors and certain brands of clothes. Okay, cool. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, if something's a five here. How could and, and, and okay, you say that it's flawless? Because it's not Let a, me talk. Go ahead, talk then. <laughs> go ahead. If something is flawless, five waffles. That's what we giving. Mm-hmm. This same thing that you're literally nitpicking like a baby. I don't want this. I don't want this. This got changed. This got changed. Get the same five waffles as you the other flawless. I do. I don't got jigger that nigga, and I don't got uh Ola Ovito. So, oh, so you don't think? Out. So you don't think every song on the album is flawless either? No, I didn't say that though. I'm going based off of but your you grading said it's a five, But you said it's a five out of five, right? No, I didn't give a waffle. I didn't even know you used waffles. Yeah, we use waffles. Oh, so that's how I know I did. Yeah. I but I'm just it. saying, you said five. So you don't think Blueprint's five out of five? No. Maybe 4.5, 4.7. Right, did I not say five out of five when LaShawn said yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe you didn't say Harry. Oh, my fault. Okay, you said cool. five out of five. But I'm going, I'm going based off of your scale. Your scale is giving up one album that's flawless. The same shit as another album that you picking at? It's differences. All right, because that's why I said me in your world, baby. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you know where you at. Yeah, on this podcast, though. As I'm soon as this mic come off, I'm not in your world no more. Fuck out of here. My point is that some people like me, like this is, what, what are we up to like? Episode? Are we at 200 yet? So I, out of the episodes that we've done, mm. people have told me, that there's different classic albums. Yeah, so sure. I'm just going by what I've been argued down and told. Yeah, but we're we're going classic albums with the same person's catalog. So we can we could say uh I could say Chingy has a classic, but I would never compare it to a Jay Z classic. 
We're com- he do I'm, track is classic. I'm, com- I'm, I'm comparing. What I'm saying is, is that like Jay Z's flawless album to me, his magnum opus, as somebody one would say, is yeah. reasonable doubt. Right. So if that's a five, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you so that, so are you saying that Blueprint can hold a candle to reasonable doubt? I don't think so. No. So how is it getting the same five? Because it's a classic album. Alright, Tori, you got it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I'm literally asking yeah, to I don't, understand. I don't, yeah, I don't I'm listening to understand. Okay, I'm not, okay, I'm not, okay I'm not, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Drake has more than one classic album? Yes. Okay, what are the what are the two classic albums? Give me two classic I, albums. I, I actually got three from them. Okay, but give me two. Uh nothing was the same and take care. Which one is better? Me personally, mm-hmm. take care is my personal favorite. So why the fuck am I not allowed to do the same thing that you just did? I'm not calling them both a five though. That's the difference. A classic has to be a five. No, it don't. Did you not read the source growing up? So what? Yo, bro, so we're going off for what somebody else is saying? No, what I'm saying is, is that yeah, but a, okay. classic, a classic album. A classic has to be a five? Okay, so yes. by, that, by that definition, by that definition, right, because we've said on here before, I think you've said on here before that a classic is a flawless project. And I think I argued with you on this before about a classic being a flawless problem. Okay, and I under, and you being my brother, I respected what you said. So I said, all right, cool. Like, if y'all want to be more lean, if y'all want to be less heavy-handed, I'm just going by what you did. So I'm like, all right, then, okay, okay Blueprint's a classic because that's a consensus. That's something that... But I fuck argue consensus, that. that's not fair. You said Because that's group thinking. But then this for you... Right but what I'm saying is that I've argued argue with Reg on here plenty of times, and, like, I just want to happen to be quiet and just sit here. Is my point, and just say so. Eat just your food, shit. bro. Finish your breakfast. You say finish my breakfast, but my point is, is that like there have been times where like I have been argued with and told yo, Torian, uh, nah, you can't. You you too hard on albums. Uh, Eric Stone got to be you want. That's, but, but what I'm saying is, is that if that's what I'm being told by majority, right? And it's like I'm like, nah, all right, cool, maybe I have singular. Like no, I'm saying if I have singular thinking, what I the point that I'm making is is. If I say that something's not a classic because I don't give it a, a five out of five, right? Or it's not every every single song like it has no skips or something like that. Mm. And the guy is saying like, nah, I can have some imperfect albums where I might have a skip or two. Yeah. Right? So then I'm just like, all right, cool. This is what my niggas say. All right, cool. This is what they say in the classic. But I feel like a classic I have some imperfections. Okay, cool. So that's what I'm saying. And this is like what they say. Like this paintings, right? That people adore. So all I'm doing is agreeing with y'all niggas and saying, cool, Hope has two classic albums. It's just that Reasonable Doubt is better. You know what the, uh, what they say now? You know you don't have to put two bad bitches against each other. That's, that's what they say. <laughs> that's what you know that? That statement actually eases me a lot. Because when, 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 when I see... You question what I'm saying. You keep questioning what... We, all right, there's an extra 10 minutes on this on this episode. That wasn't necessary. <laughs> yeah, that was you arguing with uh with Rob. That no, was unnecessary. It was, no, you no. It was you. I said, hey, I think that the blueprint is a classic album. Five out of five. Wow. All right, so let me bring you you know, let, me, let me bring us back in. We all agree that this is a classic, right? Yes. yes. But I was so just trying to figure out his grading scale. That's yeah. it. Okay. That's well, it. Because like in school, if a teacher gives me a hundred on a report card, right? Cool. And then the next person gets. A 98. And that's I... 100 and a 98 are both A pluses, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But you're making it seem like both these albums are 100. They're not. What? Or if one is a 95 and I get 100, how the fuck they get the same uh, average as me? This is impossible. Bro. 
So I'm it's saying you got you got hype on oh, Okay, so look, in 2001, to me, there was not a better album that came out than Blueprint in that year. And I, I feel like that. But we do a reasonable doubt, and I don't give a fuck what anybody okay, else said. Okay, what I'm just saying is just that, like, yes, Blueprint is Jay Z's second, second best album. That's right. Right. So Reasonable Doubt is his best album. That's right. I'm so far I'm with you. Right. They're both classic albums. I'm with you. We, and I'm allowed to say that both are five out of five. How though? How if we just spent how I how, how know, much time? I just, I just hour and twenty it. minutes and you nitpicked. You got notes and shit, bro. <laughs> you nitpicked at this shit. So how is it the same flawless? If we did Reasonable Doubt, you wouldn't have said it was flawless. You, I, said, I just said that the album. You didn't flawless. say Reasonable Doubt is flawless. No, I didn't say that Blueprint. Well, Reasonable Doubt is flawless. Right. So how are you saying this flawless has, work is, a flawless is the same? Five as uh, something that you nitpick. That's all I'm It's not the same five, but what I'm just saying is that. So is it a four point nine, a four point no, eight? No, no, it's a five. and we averaging to five. It's a five. Uh, you know what? <laughs> this nigga Tory reinvented math, boy. Because <laughs> 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 I didn't know it was two fives, boy. And I'm from fifty fifth. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that was a good analogy, but like I said, like, all right, so. We got our different rating systems, but we all agree. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah, I just, I, I, I didn't know. That's my first time really hearing that they can be a, they could be a flawless five and a, uh, and an imperfected five. I didn't know that. Drake has a bunch of imperfected fives. Shit, if you want to be honest, which I don't think Drake has a five. I think he's still working for that. Or maybe he don't care, but this ain't about Drake. No yeah. yeah. This ain't about Drake. I don't want to make it about Drake. He don't care no more. He doing he do, he's going go that first week every album he put out. He don't mm-hmm. care no more. But, care. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up, man. Um we blueprint, still classic, 20 mm-hmm. years later, mm-hmm. new perspectives, mm-hmm. new thoughts on the tracks, but we all can still agree on that. I have been first class reg. And I'm Tori and V. And we are out of here. So see you later. <laughs>